Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. After some disappointing news from his latest round of interviews, we take a bit of time to run through some of Andrew's fit questions. Listen to my advice on how to make some slight modifications to come across as more genuine. I think it's an important lesson for a lot of interviewees that get into the mindset of simply prepping and rehearsing their answers to themselves. With another final round interview coming up in one week's time, this time is critical to polish any rough edges. Not all is lost, but options are running out as Andrew is trying to stay afloat working 70-hour weeks and managing the recruiting process. But first, take a listen from Andrew himself from the weeks leading up to this session. Just like a recap of the last week, uh, last Wednesday I had a super day for RBC Global Markets Program. Uh, Overall, I was a little bit choppy. I really wasn't that polished, like I probably should have came in a lot stronger, but... Yeah, so I wasn't really too surprised when I got uh, rejected for that position. So not really too able to leverage that for anything else. So over the weekend, I um, pretty much prepped all the technical and fit answers for my uh, investment banking interview tomorrow and Thursday. So tomorrow's with CIBC. Um, I think that I'll come in very strong just after putting in so much work the past few days and just looking at some of the deals that the firm has worked on, I think I can come off as a really strong candidate, especially being in the non-target bucket. I, th- I think I can really shine. And then along with Thursday, um, just with it being so far along in the cycle, I think um, just the fact that it's it's so late and they're actually interviewing me is a good sign. So looking forward to that. Kind of besides that, I... Um, feel a little bit like destroyed today uh, my brain hurts a lot um i got in the office at like 7 30 just left at like 8 30 um and then on top of that just i don't know just kind of the build up of everything's just hit me right now so just go to probably go to sleep and just uh do my best in the interview tomorrow it's only a phone interview so Shouldn't be too tough. I have notes in front of me just in case, just for some extra numbers. I have uh, all my basic guidelines or basic uh, like fair game technicals ready. I studied a little, a few in depth. I've done a lot of my fit. I have that down pretty well, especially from some friends uh, who've broken into the industry. Then kind of besides that, I have, a, I have a pitch ready and I think it should be good. And then over the weekend, I also worked on a case competition that was a M&A um, case so it actually would serve well as a short um if i'm asked for that so it's a little recap i don't really have any other interviews on the go and kind of right now i'm feeling a little just run down so i'm not really like actively applying i'm just going to see where these where these next few go and then kind of re um gather myself up over the weekend to see what the results are and if they're negative, then I guess back to the drawing board. But if they're positive, even better. Just hit the hit the ground harder and try to land something for summer. Just a light recap of the last week. Been pretty busy the last few days. Just uh, 
with the, the one of the deals that I've been on is the privatization of a U.S. REIT. So it's been pretty busy just these last few days, just in terms of literally just formatting PowerPoints. So it's pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, but kind of besides that, on the job front, uh, found one spot in Toronto for the winter. It's uh, another real estate job that I just uh, applied for. It was really late posting in that sense, and it's uh, with another pension fund, so it's very similar. Just started networking with a few people there. And besides that, the outcomes of my last two interviews, I didn't hear anything back from CIBC, but that one was probably my weaker interview. I didn't really have a good connection with the, with the guys calling, so I didn't expect too much out of that. With uh, Desjardins, went really, really well. Um, they're really heavy with real estate deal flow, so they loved kind of my background. Kind of started chatting about like Premier League soccer after um, like all the technicals were over. So it's fun in that sense. I actually had a good connection with the guys, so ended up getting a super day uh, next week. And it's actually the guy who's going to be one of the guys that will interview me with an alum from my school that I was trying to connect with throughout the summer. But he, uh, he was just busy up till then, so tried to get a coffee this week, but he said it just interfered with the process. So kind of expecting a lot out of this. But if not, uh, just my or boots on the ground uh, the next few weeks, just uh, finding out the outcome basically, and then just uh, networking harder. And if not, I've, I've seen a few recruiters that have told me they'll repost again for a few cap markets jobs in January-ish. So nothing too bad. I'll, I'll shoot you a Skype message just to, just to let you know about the super day. Kind of over the last couple weeks, so I had Desjardins last Thursday, so it was like a, is it like it wasn't a tough modeling test by any means, and they've they've taken like a week to get back to me, kind of at every point so far. So I'm not too worried, and plus, it was with like the only alum from my school to ever get there. It was the interview after, so I wasn't didn't feel too worried about it, and I've spoken to them before, so kind of on that, like on the actual test, it was like a levered free cash flow. Model, and then it's like a transaction multiple for basically two other scenarios. So it's pretty easy. Then just basic questions, just like run me through your resume, like why I be, like what do you expect to be doing, um, just typical stuff. And then like what do you do outside of the office? So pretty pretty standard, just fake questions. I think it went pretty well. Kind of. And besides that, I had a had first round uh, Brookfield, New York last Monday, and I. Honestly, didn't really take it too seriously because it's like a random resume drop that I did back in like August and I thought nothing of it. So it was just a really casual call and I didn't think it went well at all, but I got a, I got a second round for that. So that'll be coming up next week. Um, and it's interesting because a girl from the team that I'm on now ended up going to Brookfield kind of right after her term here. And I think she, she knows like a lot of the people on the team. So I've spoken with her a couple of times and I'm supposed to speak with another few analysts um, that just have like mutual connections kind of over the next week. That'll be like a Skype uh, second round next Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. So you're, I'm hearing an I'm echo. Hearing an echo. Maybe it's my yeah. camera. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're basically, um, you have the Desjardins, it's called Desjardins? Yeah. yeah. And that's basically done, right? You're, that was the final round? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure that was the final round. If not, I think they'd mentioned something that if they might try to get me in front of an MD just because it's such a small shop, but that would, I think they'd, they'd fly me into Toronto and that would kind of be like the tiebreaker if it happens, if it comes to that. Do you feel like you're on hold there or do you feel like you're... Like, I don't know. It's a it's a tough question. Like I, I'm not really too sure where I stand on that one. It's like all small place, it may not be as structured. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it may not be as fast to turn around. So you don't really know. Um, yeah, but it sounds like you're still getting you're still getting looks. You're still getting opportunities, which is good. Yeah. No, it's um, <clears throat> it's pretty doing, positive overall. It's doing your job, doing its job. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, especially just having the the name brand on it for like PSP investments, it's pretty like well regarded. And, and, like most industries, like because Brookfield's a Canadian company too, yeah. 
So yeah. it bodes well. So tell me a little bit about um, where else you're, are you, are you, ha do you have any time to do the other stuff like the, the interview? Like all the like the LinkedIn messaging. Yeah. Having any time to do that or not much more. I'm practical. still doing it kind of like on the side a bit. Like I've been jammed up a little bit with, with work, but I've, I've tried to contact like more alum in the industry that I found like they're kind of like indirect alum because they don't like list that they're from my school on their, on their LinkedIn, which I mean, makes sense if, if you're going for prestige. So I've, I've made contact with a few of those guys and, um, how did you know that doing what I've been doing? If they didn't list? Um, just, just from reaching out to, to other alum, that's basically it. Oh, that's funny. And then just them telling me about these guys that they, they'd done like the investment fund with. So makes sense. So do you feel like it would be helpful if we did, I mean, it sounds like, so you're, you're doing your, your internship. What's the plan if like you don't get an, so the plan right now is, okay, we're in November, right? So the plan is to go back to school in when January, January. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, unless you get something that's like, they want you to start in January. Yeah, and kind of what I'm going for now, like I'd applied to one other position, one or two other positions in, in the winter, like one's like a alternative solutions for like CIBC capital markets. So like they do like FX products and stuff like that. Um, the other was another like real estate team with a different pension fund. So it'd be literally doing the same job that I'm at now, but they would just have better um, like return prospects in that sense so pretty oh, broad prospects you said yeah like um yeah for full time so like where i am now like it's you have to have another offer like from a, a different firm before they can offer you like another internship or offer you full time that's interesting okay yeah so um so you're at this point, this the plan is kind of you're still mostly interviewing for, for summer 2020. Yeah, exactly. And so, what's the plan? I guess if let's say all those fall through, let's say Desjardins, Brookfield, all that. Uh, yeah, honestly, just um, might take like a, a like a one or two week break, kind of just get everything out of my head and try to start fresh. Um, from who I've talked to, so when I did my RBC Super Day, like. I got an email a few days after they're like, Oh, well, we just want to thank you for coming in. Like sadly, like we didn't pick you, but kind of on that, we do post again for other summer capital markets jobs coming in like late December, early January. So the guy said basically just to reach out to him regarding the position and he'd try to like escalate things just because I made it so far with this, uh, this one interview. So do you feel like there's anything that could have helped changed it? I feel like I failed uh, to grill you enough. <laughs> uh, honestly, like... We went through a crazy time there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was like seven interviews in one week or something like that. So I it was... was looking at one of the updates and just being like, oh, man, I know <laughs> I know where he is. He's at right now. You're just like getting crushed. Well, it was, it was so tough, too, because I don't know if it's... Because every time I've done recruiting before, I've... I've been in school or been on like a summer, a summer school semester. So I had like the, the challenge of taking on work while recruiting for another job. And it's, it's made the process a lot tougher. So like, I can't commit fully to, to both. I feel, and I kind of feel like I've been like half-assing it on like both parts. Cause I've tried to, I'm trying to juggle it and it's just not working out and i've yeah they're I've both, that realization. both full-time jobs yeah the reality you just gotta, gotta do the best you can um yeah to make sure you leave, you're leaving it you're leaving it uh, your, your job, job. setting up, setting up uh, side on time on the side to say you don't bomb all your interviews yeah exactly that's tough man yeah so i mean look it's just it's something where you're just gonna get better too the more you practice and that week of that hell week that you went through you probably <laughs> Got a little bit better at interviewing after all that. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't see it as negative. Um, just learning experience at this point. I mean, especially coming from a background where I'd only done like two capital markets interviews before 
I even started this like interview season, like I feel like I progressed pretty well. Yeah, and then in terms of um, how many hours you're working right now, what is it, 50-ish? Uh, I'd say like, like 60 on the low end, going to like 70 or 75 tops. Yeah, they're so, working that guy's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like some some of the private equity interns are in from like eight to like ten or eleven thirty at night. So I've got, I've got a little bit in them. Um, but yeah, wow, this doesn't change. <laughs> so okay, so no. you're you're kind of surviving. You have a couple of things still cooking right now. Um, RBC was a no but still reach back out because you made it so far um, potentially that still mm -hmm. might be open. Um, man, I'd like to get you in a few more processes that, you know what I mean? Cause like it's such a, it's so crunch time right now. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Have you done anything with, with your so much time, free time, you know, have you done any like outreach to people, to firms in New York at all? Um, Honestly, like nothing, nothing besides Brookfield. Like I've, I'm starting to look now, like I've got all my like LinkedIn alerts set up for, yep. for summer intern positions. Um, I think I've seen a few come up and like, I'm not gonna like shy away from it. Like I've talked to one guy who basically said, put like a fake address, even if it means you have to take like a red eye flight out to take this interview. <laughs> so I'm not... I'll definitely like apply to them as I, as I see them. I think I, I missed out on like the, like maybe the boutique investment banks, but I think, I think there's still going to be jobs coming out. I'm not, I'm not, honestly not too worried. They're not all point. gone, but like, yeah, it's going to be pretty small firms. Yeah. It could yeah. be something, you know, if it's a, if it's an investment bank and you get some deal, it's still an internship, right? So it's just supposed to be yeah. an internship before your senior year. So even if they're like, hey, we don't have any full-time spots, you're like, hey, that's cool. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me much. Just yeah. you know, let me get that experience. I think that's the key is just getting something on your resume for that summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of on that too, like I think I think if I practice enough for like my Brookfield interviews too, I think I can, I can really shine, like especially just knowing that the other intern from my group who went there did the same exact thing as me and now – kind of knowing that she got a full-time offer at Brookfield and had, knowing that she came from PSD, I think they're going to expect a little bit more from me and kind of put me in like a higher higher bracket. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like higher esteem, she, she got a full-time offer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, I yeah. mean, so tell me a little bit more about that firm and when that when that's coming up. Yeah, so with uh, with Brookfield, New York, that's next next Wednesday. I think I'm more on like the real estate heavy side of things, so are not too surprised with that. Are you gonna um, fly down? Sorry, am I flying down? No, no. So um, it's like a Skype Skype interview for for second round, and I think from what I heard from the uh, the other intern who went there, it's it's all over phone, so. It's you um, get a better connection for that interview. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah, definitely it's it's rough. Body, it's funny. <laughs> it's rough. I think it's I think it's the building Wi-Fi because I've tried to do like Facebook calls here too, and it's it's just uh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So like I think if you if you were to like you should try to connect your laptop directly to like an Ethernet. Mm -hmm. Do you have that at home? Like. Uh, just I've just got better Wi-Fi overall at home, so I may have to do it there. It's at like nine thirty in the morning too, so it's not it's not like midday by any means. So. So you think you can stay home and do that and then go to work? I could probably swing that. Yeah, I would definitely do that. because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that, that could just make the difference. You know, it's just yeah, absolutely. It can, it, even though it has nothing to do with you, it can be frustrating for the other person. Move yeah. on. Um, yeah. And then just go complain to your bosses there about. <laughs> just can't. I try to interview somewhere else. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Can you, can you improve the Wi-Fi so I can go get a job somewhere? <laughs> you told me you're not going to give me a full-time offer unless I get an offer somewhere else. So. Uh, pressure's on you. Come on, guys. So okay. Um, so that is sorry. When is that? That's next week. Next Wednesday, yeah. Next Wednesday, okay. Um, and that's that is real estate focused. 
Yeah, and from from what I heard with the other intern too, it's like the, the technicals aren't exact. Like real estate technicals aren't like heavy. They're not as heavy as IB. Like mm-hmm. most of it, like flows pretty well, and it's pretty like self-explanatory from like what do the terms mean and like where our market's going like I, i'm pretty sure i know where most markets are going and kind of where these groups cover most of their properties are kind of where i'm covering most of the properties for psp now so it all bodes pretty well but do you feel like uh, where do you feel like you might need to prep before that like what's what's your weakest part do you feel like do you have a specific case like were you able to talk to your analyst at at psp that to like go through something in detail so you have us something you can talk through uh no no so that never that never worked out um but kind of on that i do have other analysts that i can talk to and i've i've done like a little bit of like modeling myself up to this point so i i would be comfortable like talking through it and kind of what i've heard on that is that like a lot of the american schools don't have like as heavy real estate programs where they're like having their interns model so I don't know if just having having this experience of being able to speak to it in the interview is huge. Not just the numbers, but just having actually having being able to speak about a specific deal in detail. Yeah. yeah. And just knowing that the the numbers around that and why you thought it was a good deal or wasn't a good deal. Mm-hmm. Because they, they are it, it is a buy side firm, right? Or is it a yeah. so it's buy side. Um so yeah, just being able to speak around the the specifics of the deal, um the, mm-hmm. then the broad strokes of why that specific market was interesting and um, yeah, definitely. this dynamics of the deal, I think would be really helpful to make sure you sound intelligent and you sound polished for the job. I think the other thing it would be just to know a lot about that firm specifically and the deals they yeah. um, okay. so that you can kind of even integrate that into your answer of what, what interests you about them specifically. And um, mm-hmm. definitely talk about the, the girl that made it from, your spot and have you been able to talk with her yeah so i I spoke with her like earlier this week and i'm speaking with with another analyst too in the next few days yeah so you spoke to her i would say you know she's come from this and sounds like she's been really successful and you know i also spoke with xyz you know john smith the fund i really liked what he had to say about this and so when you're speaking to them really kind of ask questions about like you know what's the culture like what's it you know do you feel like you're learning a lot and so that when they say yes and all the stuff, you can kind of reiterate that in the interviews. Yeah, know? like just kind of kind of steal their answers for like why this firm. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly. yeah. you know you've done your research, you you're you're very impressed with the deals they've done and their track record, and um, specifically these deals seem really interesting. And mm-hmm. just to show them, you know, not like don't make it so egregious where it's like you're kissing ass, but just just enough where just enough where they like actually know that you've done your homework and you're 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 um you're not just kind of going in there and winging it and thinking you're going to get the job because that girl was there do you know what i mean yeah absolutely like the the key is you don't want to come across as arrogant you want to come across as super humble super hungry um and just trying to just get your foot in the door get your chance yeah definitely i think if you do that you'll be in a really good spot for them so yeah. nothing else right now. You're just dropping resumes left and right, or or how many jobs do you think you're applying to per week right now? I think this this weekend alone, I think I did like, like three or four. Like as as they come out more and more, I think um, I think I'll probably start dropping. I don't know as as many as I can for like however much effort I can put into like a cover letter with saying I've spoken with all these people in it. Um, yeah. Just going from there. Yeah, because your resume is pretty strong. I think you'll get looks. You just want to make sure that the, the wave doesn't pass you by too far, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. People, like, look out for me, too. If they see if they see a job that they think I'd, like, um, do well in, they'll forward that to me. So I've got people looking out for me on that end. And I, I'm pretty – I'm checking the – I don't even check like my career site anymore. So I, cause they post like some terrible jobs. Like it's like, <laughs> that's, that's like indeed.com, like basically like a pool, like company accountant or something like that. Well, that's what happens when you, you, you know, you're going to non-target man. <laughs> no, I got, um, I got the, 
the University of Western Ontario. So like the Ivy School of Business, I got one of my friends there to give me his career center login. So I've been using that. And that's actually how I got the the Desert Dame. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Any way you can get yourself into that pool is, is smart. So um, how can I help you, dude? What's what's most useful? I would put my camera on. Sorry, I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to keep the connection from. Splitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't know. Like overall, do, do you think I have like a hard time just kind of telling telling my like fit story? So I don't know if you remember like a few calls ago, or we just kind of going through that. I don't know if that's my hardest part of the interview. The fit, you feel like you're a little bit, maybe it's a little bit too winding. It's not direct enough or concise. Uh, I don't know, kind of maybe just like the like the responses to like, oh, like tell me like leadership or like challenges, like stuff oh, yeah, like that. I, I know we talked about that. Yeah, did we? Did you end up kind of getting um, setting aside specific stories and examples for mm-hmm. each of those, so you can? Pull yeah, them? like I I have, and like the thing is, I actually haven't been asked like those questions since that like one week and like kind of after that one week i was like okay well i totally just bombed these so i'm just gonna start writing these up so i i did that and i've i've kind of got a better idea of of, like how to formulate things so do you want to practice uh yeah sure um so what is it uh the leadership one or the challenge one so we can do um Tell me about a time when. Let me see. Tell me about a time when you were in a group and there was uh, some conflict. Whenever I was in a group and there was some conflict. There, you disagreed with somebody. How did you? How did you deal with that? Okay. Yeah. So, kind of just recently, um, my school started the CFA Research Challenge, um, and our group was pretty diverse. Um, a few of the students like haven't had like real internship experience and they've kind of just based all their knowledge off of like what Bloomberg tells them. So on that, like we had an incident come up when we were trying to just go through like the best way to put together a report for the company. So like our basically our equity research report. And kind of on that, they were they were disagreeing on like what to put for the future of the company. It really just referred to what Bloomberg had given them, and I'd uh, me and my other friend who had this internship experience, we actually did like a deep dive through all these company financials, their MD&A, and actually discovered it was pretty much the complete opposite of what the student thought. And from there, we we pretty much believed showed them and from then on like they were on board and we went pretty much as from there so you're you're saying you disagreed in the projections yeah and so what were they over projecting or under projecting according to your they, they'd over projected kind of just based on like the outlook of the of the company and so how did you approach them when when you thought that they were wrong um it was kind of just like so we had, we had three people that were on my side and there's like the one on the one guy was on his side and and from there we we basically just like kind of summarized what was in the financial statements and the documents and kind of outlined that summarized it and showed them and they gave it a read over and from there they were on board great thanks for that that example I'll, i'm just taking some notes I'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it after yeah uh, Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, tell me about the time when you kind of had to step up and take a leadership role. Definitely, yeah. So it was actually during my, my second summer of, of working at Steel Warehouse. Um, and a lot of the senior employees were, were getting injured and they actually required surgeries that would put them out of work for like four to six months. So on that, the plant foreman thought that I would be a good fit for the leadership role, just given my efficiencies and kind of ability to communicate with kind of the senior people on the team, seeing that I was the youngest, it was, it was definitely unorthodox. And a lot of the senior members didn't really 
want me to take this leadership position because I was so young, but kind of just through proving that I could do like the grunt work. And on top of that, showing that I could uh, just lead them through loading a bunch of different trucks at night and making sure we got out of the plant when our shift was supposed to end. And even a little bit earlier, they, they came to respect me and I really took, I took hold of that position. Okay. And then you have, tell me a little bit more about how they didn't want you to be a leader. How did you, when they, when they were told that you were going to be in that position, um, what did they say to you? Uh, it wasn't really like, like verbal. It was kind of more of just them like not doing as much work and kind of pointing me to do a lot of the heavier work and pick up the slack to see if I could actually do the the physical labor on top of doing how did you the, feel uh, i honestly wasn't uh i wasn't mad about it by any means like i was i was kind of expecting it kind of just seeing that i was the youngest there they thought that i'd kind of have the most energy and it it proved to be true and it proved that i could uh lead on top of that and get the uh, like organizational stuff done on top of the physical work why do you think the or whoever put you in charge there why do you think he chose you why not, um, you know, given that you're so young, why put you in a leadership? Why not just put you in a grunt role? Uh, well, I'd, I'd actually done the grunt role for, for a whole year and you kind of watched me progress and I'd actually taken on a few, like, uh, I, I gained like a few licenses, so, like fall arrest, uh, like truck, truck driving. So like the, the big, like tent on trucks. Um, and on top of that, I did like a lot of the forklift training. So I did all like the training that everyone else had and then kind of the foreman ability to see me perform once I had that compared to the other more senior employees, he thought that I'd perform better. How are they? So that's why we, it was kind of just based on like how quickly the work would be done and how safely it would be done. So some of the other older workers would have like less safe ways of doing things. And I followed the, the senior workers who'd gotten injured, but it done things safely in the past and I watched the way they'd done things and that's how I performed the, the job. Okay. Then um, tell me a little bit about just why you want to be in this industry. Awesome. Yeah. So out of all my life, I've really admired high performing industries kind of starting at a young age. I'd really taken to the Premier League soccer. I realized these athletes devoted their entire lives to this sport that they were in and they really just gave it their all. They'd go to training for like numerous hours each week and it was really their life. And then kind of growing up, I shied away from that and I started looking towards career paths that emulated that kind of just starting with like doctors, lawyers. And then I'd seen it a little bit in accountants, but then once I started connecting with a few people, I saw that more in like bankers and kind of this like, like real estate financiers um and i'd see that they they'd really had a lot of the similar characteristics and i thought that it would be a really good fit for me like i don't want to come across as naive i know that this industry is um, going to take a lot of my time and it's there's going to be times where i feel like i'm getting crushed but at the same time i want that challenge and i want to dedicate my life to this industry okay great um Sorry, I'm just taking some notes because I think there's some good stuff we can review here. Okay, and then um, let's talk a little bit about. Um, sorry, I'm going to give you one more kind of. <laughs> fit another another one. Yeah. Review, just one more. This little one. Um, tell me about a time when um, you kind of. Um, tell me about a time when you disagreed with your boss. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one like i don't i don't know if i've even disagreed with the boss up to now like like did you ever think your boss did something stupid and like how did you approach them about it like come on like either your analyst as you're an intern or like they made a mistake or you're you're they're doing things wrong did you just keep your mouth shut or did you speak up um i'm trying to still think of the time i it's, i'm actually having a tough time with that okay okay so then Tell me about a time when um, 
when you had to um that's too easy tell me about <laughs> tell me about uh i'm trying to think of the hard ones tell me about it like something that you feel like you need a lot of work on still oh. <clears throat> like where where are you weakest like where if we hire you what what are we gonna need to train you on the most it's another good one it's that, that is tough um Dude, especially that's, that's, that's just on the spot question that's just, just another weakness question weak, so like weakness question so just give me the weakness answer it's, it's i just phrase it differently okay so like <laughs> can you say i could say like oh i i really um i'd really like to see improvement on my public speaking abilities kind of is, is that even like applicable to some of these if it's framed like that like where are we gonna have to train you yeah you can say like client facing you know i want to improve the way i i interact with clients i think you know i, I have i'm, I'm okay. learning the analytical side the technical side i still think i can improve in modeling um but i feel like since i'm so junior and so i'm so young i feel like one of the more natural areas for that there's still a lot of room for improvement is just public speaking mm -hmm. and interaction with clients I think that comes okay. with confidence and stuff like that. So I think it's something I, I continually try to improve and I'm um, getting yeah. more confident around that. So I think that's a, t that's a great public speaking is a great one. Cause a lot of people have that as a fear and that like mm -hmm. client interaction and interviews is super nerve wracking, man. So like, yeah, I just, cool. I didn't know how to frame it. Like, like you just framed it. That was, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> I think the public speaking is good, but, um, always tie it back to the job. So where, where is speaking important in the job? Like presenting in front of clients or presenting to even just your own internally, like your bosses. Mm -hmm. So that you feel like you need to improve. And that's fine. I think that's very normal for interns and for kids in college. Let's mm -hmm. go back to the other ones, okay? Yep. Um, the first one, it was my question about like when you said the guy that was wrong but there was a guy who was just pulling off a of Bloomberg, the stat, the projections. And um, you said something along the lines of like, we did a detailed financial dive and da da da. And then we showed, we just showed him that question is really trying to get around how you deal with conflict. It's not about showing that you had the right answer. Okay. So it's really about, um, it's not about showing that you had it right. And you had the skills because you went to an internship and you and your guy were smart. It was more about how you approach the other guy and how you mm -hmm. feel like crap about being wrong. Okay. So it's like more of a teamwork answer. So you can be like, you know, I think it's, it is delicate, um, but what we tried to do is bring him on alongside us, um, the group that had a different opinion um, and showed him some of the more detailed analyses that we, we had put together to show that the, we thought the projections were overstated on um, some of the public sources. Okay. Um, and he came, he came, he luckily he came around after that, even though there was, you know, I think he just, it was more just a question of, he didn't think to do that because he didn't have that experience, but it was, um, he did initially disagree because he was showing us like these other sources. So, yeah. So you, you, there's a slight nuance there. So like it felt a little bit when you were telling me about it, like it was like this poor guy, like I started feeling bad mm -hmm. for the poor guy who was wrong and like <laughs> being, being, you know, a little naive and you don't want that. Like you want to be more like, uh, we try to get him on board like as quickly as possible. Just yeah, like to, we try yeah. to get him on board as as gently as possible, not even as quickly as gently. Mm -hmm. Not hurt his, you know, not hurt his feelings, and um, just showing that yeah. you're cognizant of of that and other people's feelings and have that empathy, I think, is a okay. really important mature thing uh, to demonstrate. So, I really, really loved your examples and your specifics about the um, the forklift and. <laughs> stuff on the site no that's that's key man just like the specifics don't speak less in platitudes and more in specifics yeah and you'll be in you'll be in better shape so meaning don't give me these broad like i did better like i did this and like tell me how specifically mm -hmm. how do they that's why i was trying to drill you a little bit on like well how do they measure performance and yeah like, well safety and this what, what was it like were there any specific metrics well not really but you know there were people observing us on the floor you know, taking notes or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really loved, I really loved your answer there. Um, and the specifics were great and it just, it made it more tangible. It's like, I could, yeah, exactly. I could picture it. You know what I mean? I could picture you on the floor. I could, and, and I love the fact that the, they didn't tell you to your face. 
that they didn't want you there, but you still read the body language. You read the, well, maybe they did tell you to F off. And I think you had told me the past. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever point is like, your answer was good because it showed like you were picking up on nonverbal cues. Yeah. Um, The other answer was really interesting. For a second, I was worried. You started talking about Premier League soccer. um, And then you kind of, but I liked how you tied it into like the fact that you were, it was a little bit of a long way to get to the doctor, lawyer, banker thing, but I like yeah. the doctor, lawyer, banker thing, accounting, banking, because you kind of were saying um, you respected that they were so dedicated to their profession. They, they put in so many hours and you wanted to yeah. be. Um, one thing, though, um, it was a little felt a little flat when you say I want to dedicate my life to this industry. It's a little heavy. Yeah, that it's like, wow, like, are you so sure that you want to dedicate your life to this industry? I think it'd be better and more genuine. Mm -hmm. You come if you say something along the lines of, um, I really want to be in a place where I can just learn as much as I can from really bright people. And I feel like this being at this company or being in this industry specifically um, is going to is going to afford me that that opportunity. And so for me, where I'm going to be in five to 10 years is is. You know, I'd be lying because I know exactly, but I know that this is going to set me up well in terms of just learning a lot my first few years mm-hmm. out, out of school. And I think it's just an honest answer. Um, and I think it's going to get you further than just saying, you know, I'm ready to dedicate my life like a Premier League yeah. soccer player. You know, I, I liked I liked the Premier League soccer framing of it. Just get to it fast, the doctor lawyer thing faster. And then yeah. um, I think the fit of this industry, I think, you know, I think how you how you transition to how this is it really you said real estate finance and whatever banking i think that was good um i think just the way you you ended it um could be a little bit less heavy like boom boom yeah. like, i am going to dedicate my life to that you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i totally get it important thing is like you don't want look everyone knows you're there's a little bit of sugar coating and all this stuff and you're trying to say what they want to hear but the more you can be genuine and just real with them about mm-hmm. don't know as much as what you do know the more they're going to just like you as a person and sit be like this kid is grounded like you're just a good grounded good kid that's a hard-working kid and i i know you are um and so you want to just get that across and you don't want to be so um sound too rehearsed yeah um, even though you're going to be rehearsed you're just going <laughs> to you're going to be rehearsed in the way that's a genuine rehearsed meaning like the, the answers you're going to give are going to be more real yeah and I think people will like that because they're like, okay, this kid's, he's, yeah, he's kind of sugarcoating, bullshitting, but like, it's, it's not like, and, and my whole life, like that, that took it <laughs> like a little bit too much, a little too much sugar on the cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But overall, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, overall, I thought it was, it was strong, man. Um, I think, I think you can improve, but I think overall it was, it was good. There were some really good highlights in there. Um, but yeah, just, just. Awesome. The delivery uh, was good. The you didn't you weren't like umming and any of that stuff. I think you you've clearly improved since the, I think we tried this the first time and you wouldn't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm proud of you for actually doing it. Um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of that's good, man. I think it's just more about um, making that connection. Does that does that make sense? Are those fair criticisms or? Yeah. yeah. No, that make, makes a lot of sense. It's good to good to get your take on it, especially the. <clears throat> Like the leadership one too, with like getting into the details versus like the like the broad strokes that you were saying. Yeah, I think yeah. anytime you can pull in a specific detailed example, like give a little like visual or whatever, it just yeah. it makes it all of a sudden they're going to pay attention versus if you're like, and I'm a leader, and I <laughs> they all didn't like me because of this, and that, <laughs> use my charm to turn them around. You know, then everyone's going to be like rolling their eyes and be like, oh, yawn. Whereas if you're like. Well, I did this and, you know, they didn't want me on the forklift, but then I like, you know, this guy threw out his back and they slipped a disc and did it, like giving those specifics. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like this is like crazy, like factory work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think it really just, it, it's about becoming a good storyteller. Yeah, it really is like the people who kind of can hold an audience and hold a room, that skill of going into an interview and being able to like communicate your story in such a way that's vivid that's um that gets across the point that you really um do want this job and you're really hungry for it but not in a way of like that's disingenuous that's not genuine like it's just it's just a genuine desire to learn to to be around people that are super smart and to be honest you don't know what you don't know and and be honest about that 
Um, and like almost like in a technical, you get a technical, you have no idea. Like, you know, I really have no clue. <laughs> like even saying that can almost can almost elevate you in their eyes versus trying to go like weasel, like BS through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I actually have no clue what that is, but is that this? And they're like, yes. And you're like, okay, well then I would approach it by starting here, but then I'm kind of lost. I'm not sure what to do, where I'd go next. Mm-hmm. Um, framing it like that becomes a much more genuine, um, likable thing versus a kid who doesn't kind of knows what it is and just starts kind of just trying to skirt their way, um, through does that make sense because there's going to be somebody who knows it perfectly up and down and and aces it but if they don't like him or her as much as they like you it doesn't really okay yeah i think that's a hard it's a hard thing to get across because like there's you read all the interview courses and like there's all the sample answers and so you prepare your sample answers and you go and and you forget that like it's it's just a human being across from you yeah if you were having like you don't want to pretend like you're having a beer and like start dropping you know f-bombs in the interview but you want to almost have that feel of a conversation yeah absolutely and it'll it'll make you um more relatable make you more like likable and and the good part is you're really doing a great job at making connections inside of where you're interviewing people who formerly had those interviews went through that process this this girl that's now there so i think you really want to take advantage of this and not come across as overly polished um you know automaton or however they call it like a robot and i don't think you are i don't i've I've seen trust me i've seen that what you just performed was much better than the majority of interviews of mock interviews i've seen so don't feel like you're far off you're like you're a few minor tweaks away from a really polished answer okay awesome so maybe we can try it again some point um maybe next well hopefully next month you're like i have good news <laughs> oh I, I hope it's coming this week actually but we'll see yeah yeah we'll see but don't get discouraged if not um if not no, we'll, no. you know we'll keep we'll keep at it and um how else could i help you i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad we did that because i think um i think it was useful anything else i could help you with uh, I don't know what what would you like recommend for me kind of like, going forward what would what would you do if you were in my shoes right now if I was in your shoes right now I would really make sure that well number one you're doing the right thing you're talking to that other person um, I would make sure that when you're in the interview you use any opening they give you to talk about their firm like or any or the industry or whatever you yeah. you say that you spoke with them um, and you're doing that legwork. That's super important. I think learning about, um, their specific markets that they're in mm-hmm. specific deals they've done, um, I think is important before the interview. So I'd focus heavily on that specific interview because it's coming up in eight days. Yeah. So you have a little bit of time, you have the weekend, um, really just focus in on them, all about them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's real estate, man. Your your resume screens real estate, so <laughs> kind of like absolutely. Oh my god, it's 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 yeah. Because I was doing, I did another interview, and it was like, or is is the one week where I did like seven, and it was for a real estate firm too, and they they'd had like six hundred applicants, and they'd only interviewed like fifteen for a first round. Wow. And then she told wow. me that she's like, yeah, real estate, real estate, real estate. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even get a second round to him. She was talking about like the golden retrievers and stuff on my resume and everything. Like I thought I had it in the bag. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is you got to like always assume that they're, they're judging you. Oftentimes they'll be chummy, chummy with you, mm-hmm. judging you. So don't assume chummy, chummy means you're in. Because yeah. if you get too confident or cocky or comfortable, they take that as a, almost as a sign of like, oh, this kid thinks he has it, right? Yeah. So you got to yeah. make sure um, that you remain super humble throughout the whole thing, even if they're being chummy chummy with you. Mm-hmm. That's a really important, that's a little trap that a lot of people will set to see if you're like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Makes so, sense. Even, with the, even with those odds going from 615, they're still only what? They're probably only offering like three or four inter- internships. I think it was like one, so they narrowed down like the the fifteen to like six. Yeah, so that's my point. Like, so yeah. it's, it's still your odds are horrible. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, so your odds are really bad. So it's not just about like being chummy chummy. It's actually being chummy chummy and good plus nailing the technicals plus seeming super sharp plus seeming humble. And so it's like you got to check so many boxes. Yeah. So it's That's like crazy. But don't but don't like let that discourage you. you. You probably did have a really good thing. You could have been like number twenty. You could have been, yeah. sorry, could have been like number six or seven, and they only brought in six back. You know. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't mean that you didn't do well. It's just, uh, I think, um, listening to your fits, listening to your fit questions, I think the, I think you run the risk of coming across as, um, the, especially if you're like doing the whole thing, the dropping the, like my life, dedicate my life, things like that. If you do too yeah. much of that, it could come across as like, okay, this kid's just blowing smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Makes sense. So I think that's if you tighten that up a little bit and just are a little bit more straight. I think there's a in the fit course, in the behavioral course, there is some examples about like banking that applies to like any of these jobs, like real estate finance, real estate private equity. Which talks, it, I think it says in there, like literally a sample answer about working with smart people and da da da. I definitely incorporate that. You know, the, the mm -hmm. fast pace excites you. You think you're going to learn a lot. Um, and just being in a good, with a good company that has a great reputation. Um, where you're surrounded by people who are going to kind of um, teach you a lot and you'll get actual transaction work. Is, is okay. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Anything unfair that I said? <laughs> no, no. It's all, it's, it's all good to take in. Um, I pretty much need anything I can get at this point. Uh, just no, but in terms of I think, I think advice, just yeah. continue to stay humble and try to be as like real with these these people without crossing the line of too informal yeah so it's like this weird balancing act of like you want it to be a conversation but you don't want to look so comfortable because then that can be come across as disrespectful or overly cocky but yeah. you just want to like make it like a conversation in the sense of like you're actually really interested in this stuff and you're very excited about this job but you're not coming across as like some uber goober robot nerd yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that Uber Goober really. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, um, I'll let you run, man. It's it's I know you're super busy, so definitely um, I'll take a. I haven't even looked at your updates. I'm gonna go look through that, and if there's anything else that like um, jumps into my head when I'm uh, looking at those, I'll, I'll definitely ping you on Skype, and um, we can go from there. Yeah, we can go from there, and then let me know if you want to just even hop on for 10, 15 minutes before. Um, we can try to grab some more time before your interview. Um, Perfect. And we don't have to like record it or anything. We'll just get on there and just do, we can run through the fits again, the fit questions again if you want. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Sound good? All right, man. Good luck right. and uh, yeah, have fun this weekend. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Take it easy. Yeah, talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.